0: what's up everybody uh thank
1: you for staying with us this is part two of burmese days we are probably going to split this down the middle because there's a hell of a lot of history to myanmar as we've realized as we're telling the story um now min asked a couple of good questions in the break uh basically saying you know there's a lot of dates there's a lot of data so i want to maybe make a little speech here uh quickly to remind everyone of what we're trying to do if you want to know about contemporary burma and the modern history of myanmar read a book read a book do not use the heretic show to brace your uh your understanding of the political complexities of a modern nation state the the goal of this is for people like me who are who want to know what's going on in the country who don't understand what the hell is happening and we give give us an hour and a half of your time and hopefully we can try and get some of what's happening across to you guys and try and raise some awareness and maybe make some small changes this is not intended to be a historiographical account, and um, we 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 that we never pretend to be anything other than two people who who care about what's happening. And I think maybe to get a little bit personal, uh, one of the defining features of the last few weeks for me has been absolute and complete powerlessness. Um, for me, I, I have felt completely completely useless, which I am. So my responses to this have been, you know, so limited in what I can do this is this is me trying to do what i can do yeah it really is and and if 100 people listen to this that is it and and so you know i i'm really i'm well aware of the limitations of the medium but this is an attempt for me to do something useful for the people of myanmar and i'm well aware that it is pathetic uh, <laughs> in some sense but it will it will hopefully if if 100 people hear this and know what's happening and tell 100 people who knows man yeah. I would I wouldn't I wouldn't sleep well if i known I hadn't been able to use my little platform just to try and tell people what's going on and and, and that's it really that's it. Cool. I mean you're right, Matt.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Right, yeah, good. Okay, cool. So with that with that little thing out of the way, you'll probably be hearing this is part two. And the point of part two is basically we're we're hitting it from, from the current day and explaining the current situation. The first part was a little what has led up to the current situation and we quickly found out that it's complicated and hopefully we gave you a kind of overview. Of how we ended up where we are and i think now it's probably going to be a slightly maybe inevitably more emotional take on things uh things are happening in real time by the time you hear this episode guys things might have changed we'll try and get these out as soon as possible but who the hell knows the last week for example has been a massive escalation in terms of like the scale of the violence and the intensity of the violence so we're always going to be a little bit behind the times okay so the first of february the coup takes place now. One of the questions that I got asked by a friend that I struggled to answer. Well, actually, I've got two questions for you, Min. If you could. Question yeah. number one: Were you surprised, like when you heard? About I
0: was shocked because so it happened on a Monday morning, like around like four in the four in the morning, five in the morning in Myanmar, but it was only Sunday evening or like Sunday night, almost midnight in UK. And it's funny because I literally like in two hours ago, my cousin from Myanmar asked me to buy him like this like 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 an Air Force Ones or whatever, like it's like a fancy, you know, sneaker, send it to him. And then literally he texts me like a half an hour after, like, don't buy it anymore. There's a coupe now. And I'm
1: just like <laughs> holy shit. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, what the
0: fuck? And I like, Yeah, it it was crazy. Cause I Damn. I you know and all the live videos on Facebook come up. And that I think that for me that is the wildest part. Because you can see everything happening live. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, you yeah. could. I mean, one of the weird hallmarks of this one has been the internet shutdowns, right? Yeah. So the the time of the military are not the most—they're not the China—they're not the CCP, they're not the Kremlin, they're not the the CIA. I I think we can both agree that their speciality lies in like you know shooting people with AKs and uh, you know burning villages. The the technology, I think they've been behind the, the frontier of of the young people. But so what they've done is they've taken like the most direct solution, which at certain points has just been turning off the internet of Myanmar. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's been uh, So I think Facebook maybe, so could you, could you help me out? Facebook got banned, Instagram got banned. What, what happened exactly?
0: So Facebook got banned, Instagram got banned, which they said they are only going to do for seven days, but it's been like more than a month now. Um, so even now, People get internet from like, I want to say nine in the morning to midnight, but they can't use Facebook and stuff. They have to use, like they have to get a VPN in order to use the apps.
1: Yeah. And so if you are listening, this is maybe something we can do to to, to chip in. If you're Burmese, I mean, I'm sure you figured out VPNs by now. If you haven't, a VPN is an extension you can put in your browser to, you know, fake your internet address. And it, it means you can still access sites like Facebook and Instagram. Um, reddit is still i think unblocked the reddit subreddit R myanmar has become way more active if you are interested in following what's happening subscribe to R myanmar for your daily dose of footage of uh, horrific shootings and beatings and stuff like that it's a good way to keep your finger on the pulse and burmese people can also use it to to message and to get get the footage out um you can use the tor browser tor uh, which will let you uh, get around a lot of these blocks because it's uh, designed to be untraceable. Um, that's sort of a slightly more advanced solution. And there are other social media networks as well. I mean, you know, I'm sure people have found these solutions already, uh, but there are ways around the, the the current firewall, right, man?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, so, yeah, at the moment, yes. But, like, you know, from the, the news that I heard, they're not like confirmed news, so like we don't know when is like what is actually happening. But some are saying that the reason why the internet is getting cut out every night is they're trying to build a firewall like China, and they like testing it every night. So one day, they might just be able to make it.
1: Yeah, and the the thing that would confirm that rumor.
0: Is the fact that
1: they th- they flew in a bunch of uh, Chinese IT dorks uh, a couple weeks ago? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think they claimed it was a seafood delivery from China, <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is just really oh, yeah. so funny, that, that is
0: so like because oh, government currently have not the government, sorry, the military uh, have control of uh, uh, I think a couple of TV channels, and one of them is called MrTV which um used to have a blue mark on facebook and have like 2 million followers or something like that before but now facebook took it down because they're spreading mis- misinformation and propaganda
1: yeah uh but yeah so that was the channel that claimed oh the that chinese plane full of like dudes with briefcases of chinese it experts no that was a delivery of delicious seafood fresh fresh seafood <laughs> to myanmar a nation that like borders the o- anyway it was In the completely the insane death. Yeah, I mean and so the other thing that's interesting about this is I saw the other day so so Myanmar the ta- the military government has a lot of sophisticated uh tracking technology that they've bought from countries such as the UK, Finland, America, Denmark which facial recognition software, cracking and hacking software, surveillance software the they Anti-trial probably from Singapore? And, Jesus man. Yeah yeah as well as weaponry that they bought from a lot of these countries uh, as, as well so they have the guns and increasingly i assume are being trained in the use of soft cyber security uh technology as well which means that because the front one of the frontiers of this kind of modern revolution is social media and the internet at the moment the advantage is in the hands of the protesters but i think that they can see that that is a critical battlefront and are will be working to shutting that down as soon as possible. Yeah. Which is uh, yeah. one of the more depressing uh, aspects of, of, of the story. So, okay. So let's go back to the chronology a little bit. So they seize power. Uh, yeah. There is, I think there's kind of an eerie silence, isn't there? For the first couple of days after it happens.
0: Yeah. So like, I think now everyone can probably admit that we basically got, fucked over by believing one of their what they call a war, psychological warfare so when the f- coup first happened there was loads of you know like copy pasta shit where people just copy and paste like things to like spread it out mm-hmm. so like that happens all the time now but when it first happened there's this like a lot of posts going around saying wait 72 hour without protest so for some reason I think they said it so that the military c- cannot shoot the people or something like that right. but that's why there was a silence for the first 72 hour even like the you know social influencer and like people with like a lot more followers believe that and they spread it that so that that's why there was a silence in the first 72
1: and then hours. that window of opportunity was 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 closed i mean the other thing also so, I mean, I I personally, I'm not a huge fan of uh, coronavirus lockdowns, whatever. That's my own personal opinion. Yeah. I don't think they're effective. I don't think they work. And for a while, I've been saying, you know, that keeping people under lock and keys with strict curfews and police enforcement and, you know, patrols on the streets might not be a great thing for the future of civil liberties. And I'm sure plenty of people think that I'm being a bit of a bit of a wacky dude when it comes to some of that stuff. But uh the fact that people in myanmar were already under curfewed coronavirus restrictions and have been living basically in their bedrooms playing PUBG for the last six months with fucking, you know cops on the streets means that the actual implementation of this further seizure of power was smoothed by the fact that the the mechanisms were already there you know what i yeah. mean so so the whole the whole extremely strict corona lockdown provided the scaffolding for this further military clampdown as well which is discouraging uh i think as well right
0: yeah definitely and i think yeah. a week or two before the coup happened there was like a a press release kind of event from the military and they said said that we might do a coup that's literally what they said <laughs> we might do a coup and they did it
1: we're thinking about it. Yeah, we could. We might. Ah, why not? Fuck it. We'll do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean. So yeah. I mean, dude. I mean, perfect timing. Uh, so there's a couple of other factors as well, which is that I think they'd just been given like a whole bunch of money and uh, development aid from the UN or the US or something, like a few days before the coup, and they were given it and they were like, ah, da, ah, ah, don't do it. spend it on the people, you know, make sure this yeah. gets spent on the healthcare, medicine, da, 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 da. and they so they they had basically just that just had a cash injection the birthday of uh the manlet dude uh i really should know this guy's name by this point you said again min Lang. yeah yeah who's yeah. been the subject of a lot of like memes and stuff online for the his you know yeah. appearance and the fact that he is obviously a complete piece of shit um his his retirement was coming up the lockdowns are in place. They just got a bunch of money and they saw an opportunity and they took it. And, and that's what happened. And and I think one of the most difficult questions I've had from people is why? 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 Like, they have the money. They have the power. They have the, like, you know, they have everything they want. Why are they doing this? And why are they gunning people down in the streets? And, I mean, I have given my answers. I wonder, Min, if you can give some insight. Why do you think they did this?
0: See, that's the thing that Bethel Baff- Baffel- people the most. Because like you said, they have everything they ever wanted. You know, the family's a crazy rich. You know, even if he retire, he'll still be crazy rich. But I think he's worried that once he have to retire, then our Sensuji party, the government might try to like, you know, put them on court and stuff like that. Because I think when NLD won the first time round the election, it was okay. They they were just like, you know, trying to get the bit of power and stuff but in the second election, because they won like landslide mm-hmm. that, that almost gave them the power of like taking the military out of the constitution. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's the main thing that they're scared of. And the second thing is like me like going on, on like the, you know, criminal court of justice or whatever, and like getting charge charges for it. Right. I mean, and, that uh, does
1: make sense. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you don't, sorry, go on. Yeah.
0: But like, I have, you know, friends in military, like, Like the guy I went to school with, he's like one of the captain now. And, you know, they were confused in the very beginning. I mean, I'm not sure if they're still confused, but like they were very confused in the beginning as well, because they, you know, they thought from the, like from the normal military people point of view, as in like not very higher up, but sort of like midway to like lower class military point of view is like, they're just beginning to, you know, get a bit of love from people and Mm -hmm. and the government. And then he fuck it up.
1: I mean, I think one of the things about it is like, there's only one way to run a military, right? And the only way you can run a military is authority and chain yeah. of command. Because you can't, you cannot have people in the middle questioning what comes from above, or you cannot have a military. This yeah. is what I was trying to explain to to my friend the other day. Is like, when they train you in the military, they train you to march, stop, turn left, turn right, do this, do that, jump up and down, take your pants off, spin around in a circle to, to make sure that when an order comes, the order is obeyed. Yeah. So the way that a chain of command works is you just need the psychopath at the top to issue a command. And then your job is to tell a bunch of other people to do it. And if you don't do that, you get shot, you get kicked out, whatever, right? Definitely. So so it's fascinating to see from your experience that you know a dude in the middle who's like, wait, what? What? <laughs> this, is, this is bad had, for us. I had, bad had two the people...
0: people contacted me when it happened from the military side. So one is the military captain guy. He was just really confused. And he was basically telling me, not, not me, but like the other friends. So we were in like the same, like primary school together. But one become military captain, one become NLD member. One became like, it was like so funny, but we had this group chat that we kept. And yeah. it was like going crazy. And another guy is, was also my classmate in school. So he became a lobbyist for the opposition party, USDP. And then he sent me some stuff that like, he was like, um, basically, he sent me like a shipment numbers of all the anti-drone and like, you know, analyzers and like hacking things that the shipments that are coming into the Burma, Mm -hmm. into the country, into Myanmar. Um, But at the time, I didn't believe him or like, I didn't know whether if I should believe him because he... He was basically an asshole for like the last three years working as a mm. lobbyist for USDP, and everyone like hated him. And although like we still keep kept in touch, I wasn't like you know, I I never really like held him in like high regard because of that.
1: Right. But he but really yeah. saw this coming.
0: Yeah, he saw this coming, and like he saw this coming to the point that he sent me like actual photos of like things, you know.
1: But. I guess the thing is, so even if people and there cause I heard I saw rumors online on the the Myanmar subreddit like two days before, just like weird rumblings and I messaged a couple of people that I knew that lived there. I was like, Do you know what what, what do, you, do you know anything about this? Like what what is going on? And they were like, I don't really know, man. And then it, it sort of happened and I think the thing is like so the military have all the guns and they have all the training and they have the police and the people don't have any of those things at all. So What you have now is like a conflict where people are strapping chopping boards to the front of their chest to try and like protect themselves from uh, assault rifles. And that is like the conflict as it currently stands. Yeah. So, okay. so let's maybe so let's go back to uh, a couple of days of silence. Right. And then the first waves of resistance were in the pots and pans stuff. Uh, yeah, Could you maybe explain why people were banging pots and pans?
0: So I think it's like, a, basically it's like a cultural belief that the sound of pots and pans can drive the evilness away. But means people are really like superstitious and like, you know, mm-hmm. believe in all kind of like black magic and shit like that. And it's not only people, the military believe it too. Yeah. You know, so I think one of the astrologer fortune teller is one of the earliest civilian to be arrested outside the parliament members because he was doing uh a sort of a voodoo thing towards me online and he posted ah, it on facebook and he got arrested. Really? Yeah, really? yeah yeah ah. uh, uh, that's interesting i
1: i interviewed uh what was his name i interviewed i think he was one of the most famous astrologers he would do like a radio show every day yeah like, yeah 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 i think, yeah. I think he- that's the guy I yeah i think so yeah yeah uh Uh, it was very interesting, I mean, his, his popularity, all my students knew him, everyone knew him. It was crazy. Like I had no idea how popular these, uh, these dudes were, um, and he was very like, I don't know. He was very like philosophical about kind of what he did and did and everything like that. But uh, that's, that's interesting. I mean, and this is also like, even now, for example, it's bad luck in Myanmar to walk under women's, uh, underwear when it's hanging on a line. Right. And, and so now people are like stringing women's underwear. Uh, above streets, and, yeah. and soldiers su-
0: didn't, soldiers are actually scared to cross it like they will have to like take it down first before
1: crossing right. it right so so you have now a conflict where like anti drone surveillance weaponry is being deployed, and like modern policing tactics are being used for suppression, but soldiers yeah. are also unwilling to walk underneath lazy 's underwear. now, the thing about the pots and pans is like it 's like oh yeah it 's a superstitious practice, but actually what it does do is provide a mechanism for mass descent during a coronavirus lockdown and an under because when when the corona panic hit last year and everyone freaking out thought we were all going to be you know dying in the streets yep. uh, one of the first things that happened across the world was people started going outside and and clapping and banging pots and pans at 9 p.m. which at the time felt like because we all thought with the the next plague was coming it felt like an incredibly sort of meaningful and unifying thing to do and so it's i don't think it's it's not like it's not like we we're not laughing like that is a completely legitimate thing to do to create a sense of unified public feeling to go out and be like you know fuck off basically we're all in
0: this together kind of absolutely
1: Cause how can you communicate with your neighbor and the person down the street to say, we know what's happening and we don't agree. And we know it's evil. What better way than getting out on your balcony and smacking some cutlery around, you know, absolutely. So, so that was the first wave of protest. And then shortly after that, people took to the streets, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And And it was, uh, it was good. So the first few days with loads of people, it was getting a lot of media coverage.
1: <clears throat> people have been inside for 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 months, man. I mean, my friend yeah. was like, "It's like a festival out here." <laughs> like, people, yeah, you know, selling mangoes. People are drinking. People are hanging out. Like, because
0: in the in the early days, the the military was quite like they wasn't being too aggressive. They wasn't really attacking people. Maybe in some cities, they might throw like a bit of tear gas here and there, water gun, which is still bad, but like you know, not as bad as like what's happening now. Absolutely.
1: So the the story since then from the festival atmosphere to now is the story of escalating, um, escalating violence in response to civil demonstration. Um, people lost their jobs. People are already poor. People have nothing to, people have nothing to return to.
0: Yeah. Right? And they I think have, one, one important yeah. thing to mention is the CDM, civil disobedient Mo- movement. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because... Obviously, the protests and stuff are to show the world that we we you know we don't want this, but the the thing that people believe that can actually take down the military in Myanmar is true civil disobedience movement, which mm-hmm. is people just not showing up to work, you know right. if you're like a government worker, if you work for a government office or like anything that you know helps the the machine running, you just stop going to work and right. you know in theory that will I mean I think it's effective us all because like banks uh when the banks are closed you know when the because I like, they were trying to print out money mm. but they couldn't do it because the whole factory um, uh, didn't show up to work wow
1: yeah wow so okay I mean that I didn't know that's that's awesome um because so there's people yeah there's people on the streets protesting and yeah. uh I guess let's give a very quick history. So, so from 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 the start, yeah, with tear gas, we we moved quite quickly to rubber bullets, yeah. and um, from there to like people making makeshift fortifications on the street out of bits of wood and random crap. Uh, to I think the first live ammunition shootings probably started. Where are we now? I mean, this is the first of February, and now we are. So it's been six weeks. So after a couple of weeks, right, two three weeks, something like that, um, yeah. they started using live ammunition. And we're now looking at something like 100 people dead, I think, uh, including a 15-year-old child, including a Buddhist monk who was shot a couple of
0: days ago. And and a pregnant woman this morning.
1: A pregnant woman who was housing protesters in her house, uh, her house was stormed by the police. And we should maybe make a comment about the difference between the police and the military government as well, because that's actually quite a useful distinction. But anyway, she basically said, uh, fuck off, I'm not going to give you the protesters. And they executed her and her pregnant child, who are now uh, rest in peace. Um, so that action is being done by the police. Uh may I help you as their logo uh, reads? Uh, so maybe, yeah. Min, could you explain quickly like the difference between kind of the police and the Tatmadaw?
0: Right. Uh, so in a way, it it's like my understanding is like the military obviously tell police what to do because I think if the shit actually goes down and then they, you know, they can actually just like, gave the police away and be like, well, I didn't do it. The police did it because right. they let police do most of the daily work.
1: Yeah. 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 Right. Right. That makes sense. I mean, so, yeah, so this, I mean, the, the front line battle is between street protesters and police, uh, yeah. rather than the military themselves. Uh, yeah.
0: but there's a lot of foes and stuff that we, I, I've seen police wearing like military boots so they could just be military in police uniform a hundred percent
1: and and this is so this is where it all gets really fascinating as well you've got you've got military wearing police uniforms with military boots you've got you've got and this is crazy you there is there's i think there's enough evidence to say that this happened prisoners being released yeah. And so at the start the protests were extremely non-violent. Like like Burmese people are Buddhist, they are they are not a violent people by nature. Not to say they're not like warlike or strong, but they're not like naturally like you know they, they, they knew yeah. that they can't they, whatever like they can't they're not going to charge the police lines with like a you know yeah, yeah. A, pen, a pencil. So so it was extremely non-violent which meant that every incidence of police violence against the protesters was horrific. So what they did is they started getting a bunch of prisoners and giving them knives and like you know five dollars and saying can you please basically go start stirring up some shit yeah. and in and,
0: and one night they released i think it's like thirty-two thousand prisoners overnight across the country yes and and like they basically gave them a bit of meth. meth i'm not sure if it's like methamphetamine or methadone but like one of the meth and um you know, they they were, yeah, were yabba. given Yaba, yeah. They were given yeah, um, knives, they were given like petrol and like things to like branch it down, and then they go like sent around the places. But what they did was basically to create a confusion between the people. Because what happened then is like so there are prisoners who did that. There are people who some of them are like underage kids who didn't know they just like wandering around, military snatch them, inject them like drugs, and like basically tell them to go around and burn something down. Yeah. So people start to like lose trust in other people, thinking like, what if he's a snitch? What if they're like a military, you know, support and like secret, like things like that. And this one is one of yeah, yeah. yeah, one of the really um bad scenario I've seen is so when the in the early days of the protests and police like brutality, there were some people who tried to fight back, but the crowd beat mm-hmm. them up, mm-hmm. saying, "You're on the military side. You're trying to incite a riot." Right. And the, one of the worst story I heard is I've seen actually the post of the photos and stuff. So this guy was using a slingshot to like fight back at the police, and the crowd caught him. Um, label him uh, a snitch or like uh, someone who tried to incite something they tattoo his face saying like like something like bastard mm-hmm. and like let him go but he wasn't even like a bad guy so like obviously people get angry and there's a bit of mentality and stuff like that but because it's the military who did that in the first place
1: but this is then so this is actually is incredibly effective tactics because what you had before was a completely unified people who everyone was just like on the same side fighting against the military and what they have done through this is create doubt and create dissent in in the ranks of the people and what May mentioned before which i i sounds like sounds like horror fiction that is being invented about children being abducted and injected with meth and other drugs and being like released as agents of chaos is not pure fiction or speculation it is part of the documented tactics of the military in prop in, in wars in other parts of the country where child soldiers are common and is not yeah. it's like this is not this is not us like you know going going mad this is documented stuff so 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 you have child soldiers injected with drugs you have like prisoners being given drugs and like let loose and you yeah. also have night raids uh, yeah. um of, of 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 abductions and it get and worse. Tor- so well. <laughs> yeah the night raids in
0: are the- usually usually they come and like arrest people and then they they will let go in like a couple of days now they get arrested the night before and the next day they'll be like oh can you come and pick up the body
1: and the way that some of them have been killed one guy this week uh he was either boiling water or some kind of acid was poured down his mouth his tongue was dissolved his insides were dissolved some claimed that they'd used some kind of like cement mixer on his stomach like People are beaten to the point of unrecognizability. They're they're tortured like sadistically and psychopathically. Uh, Children, people, this is in the last two weeks. This is not isolated incidents. This is a part of a pattern designed to create fear in uh in the yeah. population and i would say that it is you know i mean it's it's as close as to to hell as you can sort of imagine on a modern day uh city the kind of place where a year ago people were like you know yeah getting kfc and uh you know hanging out um so uh yeah so uh this is really kind of the the grimmest stuff and so 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 yeah the last week especially has been marked by an increased willingness just to use live ammunition on people. Um, yeah. And you know, and, start...
0: and can I point out that the live ammunition they use is, I think it's like 7.62 millimeter, which is the one of the highest sort of like explosive power. So if like they don't even like really use in wars in the West anymore. those mm-hmm. Those are like, I think these guns are like originally i forgot the name of the gun because i'm really bad with the like the gun name but basically those guns if you if you shoot someone in the hand the handle like cut off or leg the leg will cut off it will like explode you know the head will like actually explode is They're it like, like drum, really big-
1: drum 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 bullet i don't know what the hell i'm talking about but okay so like yeah like okay <laughs> i didn't know that man yeah um so the last week especially has just been like the response has become like shoot first and ask questions later uh yeah. and people firing into people's houses police firing into people's houses people the police uh firing into crowds uh snipers, so. sni- snipers uh exactly um and the response of the protesters has been trying to use some of the civil disobedience tactics uh that have worked in other southeast asian countries i.e like but elementary body armor, uh, Molotov cocktails, uh, smoke, um, you know, it just, I mean, I don't know how to put it. Like, it's just quite, I don't want to say it's sad. It's, it's, it's woefully inadequate for fighting, uh, bilateral warfare against a militarized police force. Let's, let's put it like that. Yeah,
0: Um, and not only that in the beginning, well, even now a lot of the older people are like oh don't fight back you know they're gonna get more violent and like they try to actually you know like i said like the mob mentality some of the people were angry at the ones who were trying to fight back but i i think just this morning the crph which is which stands for the committee representing the actual government which which is not the military government Got so this. they're like in exile, not exile, but they're like in hiding. They like the actual government, but um, they're trying to like win it back. So they release a statement that says, "We're allowed to fight back," as in okay. like we're allowed to defend. You know, if right. we get attacked, right. defend. I mean, you know, the thing is, like from, we don't kill them; is fine, apparently. So
1: right, the, from where I can, from where I'm sitting, from my limited perspective. To me, it seems like the Burmese people are fighting for their lives. The, 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 the if, if the military crush the current wave of rebellion, the country, the, the lives of people that I know, that you know, your family, you know, my friends, people yeah. I care about, still incredibly deeply, are, are over for the foreseeable future. Uh, they, they will be going back to the shadow of the 1970s era dystopian military oppression, and everything good will be snuffed out and the stakes are that high is that i mean would you agree with that
0: definitely because i right now because in the beginning i was thinking there's only two ways it's going to go either it's going to turn into north korea or syria which is pretty fucking bleak
1: jesus christ
0: you know but
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah um okay so i think that is about as dark
0: but recently because of um, the talk of like federal state government and the, the CRPH, which I mentioned before, the, the actual committee representing the government, they agreed that if we can take out, the like if we can get rid of the military, we can actually, instate um, federal state government, which everyone seems to agree with now. Even the Burma people who didn't agree with before, now that coup happened, they're like, cool with it. they're like, okay, we've been really bad to all the ethnic minorities. We, we understand it now we're sorry, you know, all of that. Um, and so, you know, and, and, and also the CRPH actually managed to gather, I think 10 of some 10 or more, um, ethnic, armed ethnic organizations, mm-hmm. uh, and like basically get them to agree that we're going to work together to fight back the military.
1: That is the best news that I've heard about this whole thing in ages because these ethnic armed groups, they're, they're not they're not a joke, are they? <laughs> These no. are some hard bastards, man. These are some like meth-fueled, you know, AK-wielding jungle dudes who like but have been What killing, the military fighting.
0: doing in yeah. the last few things that they did recently is crazy, though. So they told Bangladesh that they're going to take all the Rohingya's people back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which oh, is... Ah,
1: uh, uh, okay. Right. Yeah,
0: which is totally opposite of what they were doing before. Right, right, right. You know? Because so they... And they also hire lobbyists... A Canadian Israeli lobbyist uh, for like a million dollar or something like that. It's on. It's on the news. So to to say that oh the military actually want to like you know be cool with the West and like right. that's why we're gonna take the Rohingyas back. They also just announced uh, yesterday that you know the American army the AA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the military announced that AA is no longer a terrorist organization. Yeah. I saw that.
1: Yeah. 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 So
0: like, I don't know what they're trying to do. Yeah. Because I mean, it's it, we all thought pol- that, you know, China and Russia were helping them, but now they're trying to be like, oh, America and UK help us. I,
1: I saw a statement where one of the spokesmen for the, the Tatmadaw said that they thought that the NLD was too friendly with China. And they wanted to pivot away from Chinese influence back towards yeah. the West, which I I, I I I can't tell if they are so stupid or they're playing like 4D <laughs> chess or like what the hell is going on? You know? Cause I think, yeah, go my on. My
0: military friend actually believed that Aung San Suu Kyi and me online are like working together in secret. Like I'm like, fucking. Serious? Oh my
1: God. Jesus, dude. Um, I think there is like a little comment maybe to be worth making here about China in general. So yeah. the fascinating thing about Myanmar in a way is that like, like many countries, it's become a proxy state for influence between the China and between and the West. Right. Yeah. Um, the, the America is always looking to exert influence over the South China sea, just yeah. look at Japan, just because look at the Philippines, they
0: Nei, win, um, government hmm. state, of uh, time, the U S actually supported Nate win because they were fighting communist rebels support
1: (laughs) i didn't know that that's mad that's absolutely mad uh so so the myanmar is like okay myanmar doesn't have strategic resources so so this is maybe where we can talk about something else as well for people who especially burmese people i think who were hopeful that the un or joe biden was going to send in the marines uh to depose the tatmador i think we can probably say with some confidence Well, we actually i think i have a quote from the American Secretary of State who basically said yeah like we we tried uh sending in the the marines to like countries with problematic governments yeah. uh it didn't work out very well for anybody <laughs> <laughs> so i think anyone who's hoping that like biden and his boys are going to like parachute in and like start decapitating people that is it's, it that is, that that solution of military intervention is extremely unlikely i think would, would you agree with that
0: Yeah, it's not going to happen. Because like I was saying, in Win government, America supported Win, And then BAKAPA, which is the communist rebel, was supported by China. And in 88, KNU and stuff, like the rebel army fighting the military, were supported by America. And then the military was supported by China and Russia. And then during the Aung San Suu Kyi era, I, not KNU, but KIE and the other, like, armed ethnic groups were supported by Russia and China, and then, our um, the government was supported by America, so it just, you know, it, right, right, it, it's a vicious cycle, just, yeah,
1: happened. and, and, so, I think the upshot is that, like, it doesn't benefit the UN, or the UK, or the US, or anyone else who has the military power to take on the Tamador to, to wade in their guns blazing and start fighting a fucking Vietnam two in 2020, like, it's, that is not going to happen, and, I mean, the funny thing is, I was thinking the other day that, like, if you think about what happened in Cambodia with Pol Pot, is actually, is yeah. it was the Vietnamese who, like, in the end, were like, "fuck this," and like went in and 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 dealt with stuff. But yeah, I, I, I think that, like, uh, okay, so 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 now we've sort of framed the nightmare of where we are right now. Let's talk about maybe paths to make things better, uh, so we don't yeah. kill ourselves and all our viewers don't don't jump out of a window as well. So i mean what what do you think like what what if military interventions out of the question what what are the what are the ways out of this for the burmese people
0: um so if you think about social causes people care about right usually there's a, a lot of like you know trending hashtags and like you know celebrity endorsement and like that kind of stuff right i think with situation was happening in Myanmar, that needs to happen a lot more. So, wow. I remember in 2008, uh, there's a massive campaign called Burma It Can't Wait. I don't know if you've seen it. Loads wow. of celebrities, loads of celebrities, uh, like Will Ferrell, Jennifer Aniston. Um, yeah, and like, so, like, even like tear te- tequila. Like, I think she's like, a, <laughs> yeah. like yeah, you should see this kind of, it's actually funny as well. But yeah. because of those campaigns, they actually let Aosan Suu Kyi out because they right, want to, right. they want to trade with the West, you know? So definitely spreading awareness and like, you know, that kind of thing is quite important. Even more, even more so than signing petitions. Cause I think signing petitions is like good. It kind of makes you feel better about it. But I like, I I feel like I don't know, you know, because I've been writing to my like, local MPs and shit, they're just like, oh, yeah, we're sorry. We condemned it. Yeah. Like, it, it's bad what's happening, but what can we do? You know, right. their response looks so, like that.
1: Yeah. So there's an official there's an official UK petition. It has 1,100 signatures at the moment to the parliament to say. Look, so everyone's already condemned it. OK, all the, yeah. the Western power, everyone said it's bad. You know, Joe yeah. Biden said it's bad. The Secretary of State said it's bad. Uh, the U.S. has frozen, I think, like a billion dollars of assets of the military yeah. government. So th- the other thing is also is like the military government, basically, like most of the big companies in Myanmar are military owned, military controlled. Like It's hard to have a fucking beer and a pack of smokes there without giving money to some like military crony family. Like they, they run, they control so much of the stuff definitely uh, so so for people there there are lists of companies to boycott like you know beers cigarettes yeah. mobile providers and i'm sure people are already well aware of that for people outside I mean, it's not like i buy a lot of like burmese products in my day to day life unless i'm making you know mohinga or like you know trying to make a salad or something so you know it's quite hard to boycott so uh, th- this is why doing the show is not for me a complete waste of time is because i agree that the petitions are probably not going to be the one but if we can make this a cause celebre of like actual influential people, that that does seem to be a chance to inflame people's passions in the yeah. way that the Rohingya genocide did. I mean, the Rohingya genocide seemed to have seemed to have really like people were talking to me about the Rohingya since I came back to, to, to from from Myanmar for years.
0: Yeah, that was. Seemed- I mean, that like makes so much noises that you know. I, I remember I was living in Ealing at the time. I went to off yeah. license shop to buy a beer or something, and this guy, like the the boss man, asked me. <laughs> Where are you from and i'm saying like, i'm from myanmar and he's like i'm not gonna sell you guys to kill rohingya and i'm like oh my well, god trying to buy a beer, like.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah no i i came back from burma to, for, for, for a year and i went to a, a house party in london and like some like gacked up posh twat was like he he was like what yeah i was like yeah i'm, I'm living in, in myanmar and he this dude who'd read like two and a half guardian articles started like explaining burmese politics to me like haranguing me about how i was a bad person uh for living there and supporting this like you know genocidal state and it, it taught me a lot about the the whole thing taught me a lot, like not to speak on your experience, but like yeah. how people are so willing to read like three articles and just pronounce themselves an expert on a subject. Like I lived in Myanmar for two and a half years. I don't think I understand anything about yeah. anything. Like even you know. when the
0: first the, the coup first happened, right? A lot of like international news outlet and like pages and stuff like that, you know, the comments are like, Yeah, Suchi did that to Rohingya. she deserved it. Wow oh, man. It's like
1: the, yeah. we guys, we are talking about the Burmese people, okay? The Burmese people, some of them, I'm sure, are racists, okay? Some of them, I'm sure, are assholes, okay? The the Burmese people, well, look, I speak for my personal, and I'm not trying to be patronizing here. Some of the fucking coolest people I've met, like such a like just just good. Most of them, just good people. They are the ones who are suffering, and they are the ones whose like future, entire future, is yeah. yeah, absolutely fucked. No matter what yeah. you think of what happened with the Rohingya stuff, like, come on.
0: And another thing that I can think of is like, maybe the, the, the Western narrative, because like, you know, if you think about like what happened with like Osama Bin Laden or Saddam Hussein or whatever, they got a name to point it and be like, this guy is bad. He's the bad boss man. So I think something similar need to happen with me online. Because right Mm -hmm. now it's like military did this, military did that, you know, why don't, if the narrative changed like, me online, the bad guy, then it's easier to target. And it's, 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 you know, if let's say the US want to do a drone strike, <laughs>
1: <This guy. laughs> if they need some coordinates get in touch my boy min here he'll get you hooked up right it's like uh coney 2012 right that, yeah, that yeah. guy had been banging on about the congo for like 10 years and everyone was like we don't give a shit about the congo and then he figured out that if he got one dude one warlord and made him famous that that people would act so that's actually a really interesting idea and a lot of the art that i've seen coming up from burmese people has been more focused on yeah on Min Aung hang and portraying yeah. him uh in a direct way so that's a cool idea that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you think that like defection among the police and like uh, a changing mood will? Yeah, has I a listened chance?
0: to this interview of uh, one of the soldiers who joined the CDM civil disobedience uh, movement. So in his interview, he said that it's hard for you know that kind of government staff, like from a military side of things, to leave their job and join the CDM is because. There's a lot of rules and laws instated for them. It makes it harder for them to leave. So for example, yeah. if you run away from military, if you get caught, you, you go to prison for seven years.
1: Right. Right
0: that's like written into the law. So like yeah. basically what the the new government should do is change the laws and relax the laws around that a bit so that people are like, well, you know, then we can do more.
1: So that that seemed like i mean i saw one video where a couple of cops came over from the police side to the side of the of the people um yeah. and and i think that that like was one of the glimmers of hope that i saw i mean if you're a cop right now i'm sure you're scared i'm sure you're scared of the of the, the people of the mob i'm sure you're scared of the people above you i'm sure this you're scared of the people beside you uh you know like like always a few psychopaths are running the show and i'm sure a lot of those cops are just people trying to make some money and trying to stay alive and doing the best thing they can for them and their family and and maybe if they see the horror of what they're doing and and they defect there might be a chance for things to to flip you know who who can yeah. say um so yeah i mean look yeah so we we you know we've got we've got sanctions we've got we've got mass awareness we've got petitions we've got defections um I mean, what anything else that you do you think is like important for people to bear in mind at the moment?
0: Well, people outside or inside?
1: I mean, I don't know e- either <laughs> one, man. I mean, uh, I, you know. I, I
0: mean, I want to say to the people inside that you know, hold on, like you know, just keep the hope alive. Basically, like yeah. I talk, to- I-, I talk to my parents every day now because of this, and they're like freaking out. That generation of like older people are just like scared and when you know the more scared they're gonna get the more they're gonna tell the young people to be like oh don't leave the house don't go to protest don't do this and that and that could stop the whole thing yeah so you know it is hard to say for me from like someone who's outside to be like oh be brave just go yeah. out and do it you know yeah get yeah. killed like, but yeah i don't know you just kind of have to stand your ground
1: what, what I would say is that like, look, look at the history of your country and other countries in the area. Some of the revolutions failed and people died, right? But some of them worked. Yeah. Sometimes people yeah. took to the streets and sometimes people made it so hard for the people in control that, that things change for the better. And a lot like you, I'm not here, I'm not going to tell anyone ever what to do with your life with your safety or your family, but there is hope, like there is hope. And This, this kind of thing has succeeded in the past uh, yeah. against, against more evil, more vicious you know, more entrenched governments. Like this is not over by any stretch of the imagination. And and
0: compared to 88, because a lot of people like to say that, oh, we we failed in 88, we could fail again. It's so different now. We have internet, we have like way more form of communication to keep the movement going
1: the memes the memes are on your side people
0: the memes you know? are on yeah
1: <laughs> you have the memes right anonymous on our side you know yeah and yeah. and the people of the world let me tell you this like i mean when people if people the people who know what's happening over there the, the people of the world are on your side like i've had I've had a lot of messages from my students, for example, who don't know any other foreigners and who have yeah. messaged me. I mean, it's, uh, to be honest, it's absolutely heartbreaking. I can't like open my Instagram app without like getting, you know. Oh, yeah, just,
0: yeah. But like, help us. Like, I get, yeah, I get. That. I'm
1: like, I am, I am a dude. I am like, I'm, I'm me. Like, I, <laughs> I. if you are coming to teacher Tom for help, like you are in dire straits, my friend, like that's, that's not a good sign. But, but that's part of the reason why I've, I've tried to put this together is, is to yeah. do what I can, but I want to tell the people who I know. You know, we are on your side. Like we believe in freedom. We believe in democracy. We know that you are not the same as the people who did the bad stuff in the last 50 years. Like like we 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 wish we could help you, but you are we like you're in our thoughts and we we wish you success. Like for what it's worth, like keep keep fighting, you know. Um, All right. I mean, I think uh, I mean, is there anything else you want to say before we start wrapping this baby up?
0: Uh, No, I just want to plug a Ming page yeah because that meme page is like if you want to because i i i do think that memes does help you know cope with the situation a bit better yeah and um there's this meme page from yamma basically just keep coming up with all this like funny ass memes about the coop if you want to relax um it's on instagram it's called poos over coops
1: okay do you want to spell that spell that out letter by letter
0: P O O S like poos over yeah. coops like c o o
1: s over c o u p s in in yeah. english yeah. yeah cool i will put a link to that in the show description uh is it is funny that this is like the frontier of uh, civil insurrection but i i agree with you man i mean like fuck yeah like memes meme warfare uh cool uh and so just before we go, like I just want to give a quick shout out uh, to for for my uh, for some of the people um, out there. Uh, in no particular order, if you're listening to this, I just want to shout out Leila, Dom, Lorcan, Esther, Ed, So, all of the Behinja crew, Rebel Riot, everyone in the Burmese punk scene, Chor Chor, uh, Myanmar Mix, uh, independent news organization who I used to write for, still doing great journalism from the ground. Uh, everyone I knew from the British Council days all the students the BC students uh bless all of you i hope you're all doing well i don't want to use anyone's names here specifically but some of you have reached out to me if you're hearing this uh i'm sending you lots of love uh transcend fitness uh the old muslim dude who used to make chicken uh on Bogolese. i hope you're I hope you're alright mate you're a genius when it comes to chicken uh and all of the other people that i've missed and forgotten uh i was hoping to see all of you again this year uh yeah keep fighting stay strong please believe the better days will come and please know that the world is on your side um and lots and lots of love um min anything else to say from your side mate um
0: i mean you know just to echo what you just said um just stay strong and you know i do feel there's always a light at the end of the tunnel oh is that is that a good saying to say or like ah, yeah. every cloud has a silver lining <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah it's it's hard to it's hard to speak on it without being cliche but like yeah. you know the the history of Myanmar is things getting bad and then things getting good again and going up and down for a long time and right take care now, of
0: mental health i know a lot of people are suffering like just you know physically and mentally so like it's it's good once your mind is healthy your body will be healthy to like keep going so yeah take care
1: Be be kind to yourself you're going through i mean i can't even we i can't from where we are we can't understand what you're going through but be kind to yourself be kind to other people um and yeah just 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 hang in there and uh stay strong i guess that's that's it really isn't it yeah hey man thank you so much for coming on you did an absolutely stellar job uh today Thanks for having uh, me, man. yeah i really appreciate it and uh hopefully next time i'm in london uh we'll, we'll grab a beer and uh hopefully celebrate the the good news coming out of memoir. that's what we can uh what we can hope for yeah um, definitely Yeah, you've done a banging job, man. I really appreciate it. And uh, I'll send this over. Guys, thank you very much. More heretics to follow. Uh, Get in touch with us, Instagram, Facebook. This will be on YouTube, everything like that. Um, If you have questions, comments, whatever, get in touch. And uh, lots of love. Uh, Lots of love to all of you. Spring is coming. Better times are on the horizon. Uh, That is your heretics for now. Uh, That's it. Bye-bye.